Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Captain's Run for hour two. We've got some text here, Smitty. Yep. Uh, hey, Kempi and Goat, what do you think the Tigers will need to fix to take the next step? Is it admin slash board problem or is the club just cursed? No, I, I think just I think the footy side needs to go out there and just win some footy games. Mm. I, I'll tell you one way to to help do that: start Appy Corison. Oh wow, please, wow, start him. So confusing. I know there would have been some plan behind it and and whatnot, but the thing I'm I'm a little bit confused about, right? So Robbie Farah's a um, an assistant coach there, mm. or part of the coaching staff. What what would what would Faz's thoughts have been on Appy coming off the bench? Surely he would be. Safe I, I don't start. think. I don't think. I don't think Robbie. Surely ever started off the bench. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's a, he's a starting nine, mm. and I'm sure if if Sheensy would have said to Robbie during his career, mate, you start off the bench. We'll just give the other, like let him start. He would have said no, mate. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. I'm your I'm your number one choice, number nine. Mm. I'm getting out there. Yeah, it was a really strange decision because he's the marquee signing, he's the captain of the club. Yeah. And, you know, I, Tim Sheens, I think, kind of came out and basically said, you know, he hadn't played any trials and that, but this is a veteran here, you know. This he, is, he knows what he He is. knows what he's doing. And plus, on top of that, you know, I know people say, well, at Penrith he didn't. He's like, we're talking about the back-to-back premiers here. Yeah. They can yeah. afford to be a bit cute with the interchanges. Yeah. Different setup too. You know, Tigers need to get off to a crazy good start and hopefully not get run down. Yep. Uh, anyway, so hopefully they can fix that. Look, the good thing is, is they got the roster. Don't be too disappointed. Yes, it was a disappointing loss on the weekend, but it is round one. And how often do you you get to round twenty and you almost forget what the, oh. the team was playing around? Yep. So, I think it's going to take time. Just like the Bulldogs, I think it's great to be excited about the recruit recruits, but it takes time for these combinations mm. to gel. Game time. Oh, mate, absolutely, absolutely. That's why you should start your. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. Let's get into NRL independent doctor. Should clubs and coaches be trusted to identify concussions and withdraw players from matches? Ricky Stewart has come out and, uh, you know, implied that the RLPA you have pushed for this and that they, they the RLPA don't trust the coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he believes that the coaches and the doctors, club doctors, should make the decision. Wayne Bennett has also come out and he, he was similar to Ricky but from a different angle. He just thinks that clubs need to be held more accountable so mm-hmm. if you do put someone on with HR, you should be fined significantly. Well, wow. yep. that's where Wayne's coming from. And Adam O'Brien was also critical in regards to the Kalen Ponga situation where he was surprised that Kalen had come off. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the situation, mate? Yeah, I tend to – there's a couple over the weekend where i seen that players were taken off um, from the decision of the independent doctor um, afterwards. Like this is – I'm talking, you know, a couple of minutes afterwards. Play was stopped and then they – Asked that player to leave the field. Um, and there wasn't much in it. Like the Kalen Ponga thing, wasn't much in it. Um, I think Jared Wallace was asked to leave the field in the game on Sunday, playing for the Dolphins, where it looked like he just, he may have got like a stinger, which is, you know, a bit of a um, sort of a tingling sens- sensation through the shoulder and arm after you, you know, get a little bit sort of bent up in tackles. Um, and they were asked to leave the field. So 
the the thing I have about the independent doctor, and I, and I know this is all around you know logistics and 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 it could be a fair bit to do with you know the financial situation as mm. well. The independent doctor sits in the bunker mm. with the with the bunker officials, so he's not actually at the field, at the grounds, assessing these players, watching game live. Um, he's viewing it from um, you know the bunker in in Sydney. Sure, he's got. Several angles to look at at on the on the replays and all that sort of stuff, but I just think we need to have the, the if there's an independent doctor for all of the games ruling on these incidents, I think they need to be at the ground. Mm. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, I agree, and I think you know I understand Ricky's frustration, and I don't really think it's about trust; it's about removing conflicts of interest in in regards to independent. Exactly, doctor. that's a great way of saying it, mate. Because you know, yeah, okay, we can try to trust the coaches, but. You're not going to be thinking clearly when the top eight is on the line, there's five minutes to go, Yep. and you've got a star player that copped a little knock. He's not He's not dizzy. He's not stumbling around. Mm. You know, you're yeah, not going to be – There's no obvious signs. There's no obvious signs. You, you're not going to be thinking as clearly as someone that has no skin in the game. And not just, not just when the game's on the line. What if your job's on the line? 100%. And you need that win that weekend. And look, no disrespect to Adam O'Brien, but if he loses a few games – you know, he's in that position. He's in that position. So, and I'm not saying that he would have put it back on, but the reason why independent doctor is this is removing conflict of interest. Absolutely. Uh, now we've got actually some audio though of Luke Keary uh, yesterday backing the NRL's independent doctor. Uh, let's have a listen to that. There's obviously a designated doctor sitting there just watching that. So, like, as a player, as much as it's frustrating sometimes if they might have got it wrong, I think as a player they'll we appreciate it. Even if we don't all say it, we, we would appreciate it that someone's actually sitting there looking out for us. It's obviously hard. Sometimes our docs are in the dressing rooms with people doing the concussion protocols to get back on. They're looking at other stuff. There's a lot of things going on that's at the actual ground, so it's good. So that's Luke Keary, um, half for the Roosters. And as we said on the weekend, he's wearing the headgear. And he has suffered several concussions. So, you know, fairly... Um, credentialed person to be talking about this issue, mm. um, and and let's let's not get get mixed up with what we're talking about here. The doctors, the NRL, the coaches—they they all have this the best intentions for the players mm-hmm. and looking after their welfare, looking after their safety. Um, but I, I think there's just yeah, there, there's a few discussions or, or disagreements in particular around you know the independent doctor and and sometimes. Getting it wrong. I heard. I heard some comments from from Billy Slater as well, talking about you know, you know his personal experience with head knocks and during his career. So he said, "Look, I've had I've had several knocks or blows to my head and face area throughout my career." He said, "I've been stretched off on a medicab mm. when he was knocked out clean. He was yeah. playing against the Raiders. See, Soliola yeah, wow. got him with with a high tackle that mm. you know wasn't it wasn't intentional. Just got him high and mm. and he was knocked out cold, right?" And he said, but there's been other times where I've been running the football or, or making a, a, a cover tackle or something like that where, you know, I've, I've copped a whack in the face or in the head and, you know, you, you, you get a cut on your eyebrow or on your chin or something like that. But I've had zero effect. I have not felt dazed. I have not, mm. you know, felt sort of unsure of where I am or had any sort of, you know, instant sort of memory loss. It's just one of those things that you can, you can get a – a glancing blow to the face or head mm. and be okay. Mm. So I think that's at the moment, I think we're all one way. Mm. So 
any sort of knock to the head or, or face or, or even around the neck, we're just taking players off the field. I think that's the frustrating part. But we just – everyone has got to remember – the best intentions for the for the players and their welfare. Mm. That that's 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 what these decisions are based on. Mm. Yeah, no, I, mate, I totally agree. I think, I think as as you alluded to, having a doctor at the ground, an independent one, it won't remove the ones that we get wrong, yes. but I think it would help a little bit. Mm. I do also think that, and look, I understand the fifteen minutes. I think it's there, and you may know more about this because there may be delayed symptoms. That's why they have to wait yep. so long. Yep, but. Hopefully there's a bit of a middle ground because like you could clearly see Kalen was fine. Like mm. he was totally fine. There was, I, I'd assume very minimal chances of delayed concussion symptoms. Yep. So could you get him back on after five minutes? You know, mm. is there a way we could meet in yeah. the middle a bit? Maybe. Yeah. That's a difficult one too. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, you know, some, Ricky Stewart coming out talking about RLPA doesn't trust the coaches, blah, blah, blah. I, I'll tell you what, another reason why the independent doctors involved, the players, yeah, a, a lot of the time the players are their worst enemy, and I'll put my hand up. Yeah, I'll mean. put my hand up if 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 I was if I was playing, in a, particularly in a tie game, and and not even has to be a tie game. Like I used to hate coming off the field, Kim. Mm, yeah. Hate it. Yeah, and when when you know we, we might be out there playing a, a good game or even a tie game, whatever it was. Um, if someone came to me and said, "Mate, are you feel are you feeling dazed? Are you feeling okay?" I'd say, "Yeah, mate, I'm fine. Yeah, leave so, me alone. Yeah. Go tell the coach I'm good." Yeah. Mate, it's and that's it's the toughness and, 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 part. Yeah, and and that it's something that you've it's sort of like a badge of honor type of thing, and and a lot of people go, well, mate, that's that's a bit silly, but mm. until you get the opportunity to go out there and play that elite style of football, mm. you know, you don't want to give it up. You yeah. don't want to give up an opportunity to be out there playing mm. NRL football. So, I think on on the most part, you know, players can be their worst enemies as well, which is why we've now got independent people making those decisions. Yeah, agreed, mate. And you, players, they're not not—they're not thinking about 20, 30, 40 years. That's right. They're thinking about right now, yep. I need to be tough to play rugby league. I love this game. I love that part of it. Yep. Uh, so, mate, yeah, I totally agree. It's its, it's such a tough one because I, I will say, I think this is one of those real situations, very rarely, where everyone is coming from the best place yes if you know what i mean right. yeah it's there's not really one side that is coming from a negative place no, everyone wants what's right. best for everyone yeah it's just because it's such murky waters we don't know mm. what's right or wrong yeah. and we're, we're working our way through it yeah um so i can understand the nrl having the independent doctor and and i, th I think it's it's probably the way to go in my opinion you're going to have to have an independent doctor uh now uh mitch moses contract saga uh, could the ongoing uh, details be a distraction for a halfback? He's also come out and he, he seemed quite a bit frustrated a couple of days ago, basically mm -hmm. said, you know, uh, some journalists that have been reporting on this and media outlets, they don't have any clue what the numbers are. So I think the implication there, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the implication is, you know, the $1.2 and $1.4 million figures are probably inflated. Yep. Uh, that's, that's only assumption, but not that's accurate. It, not, not accurate. Uh, because then the questions for Mitch Moses are, are you greedy and all that kind of stuff? What, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the situation? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's it's hard. Like, who's giving these numbers to these people? Mm. You know, like, is it is it agents talking? Is it clubs talking, footy manager, whoever? Mm. I'd like to think that, you know, they're, they're keeping it relatively quiet. It's and, confidential. Yeah, confidential. Um, because, you know, let's just say, let's just say a club outside of Parramatta are trying to sign Mitch Moses, mm. and then they release, you know, the, the details of that of that contract or that offer. Mm. If I was Mitch Moses, I'd be a little bit dirty yeah, on that, sure. and it, and it could cause you know some issues moving forward. So 
Um, yeah, but at the same time, contract talks can be a huge distraction. Mm. It, particularly, you know, when you're playing for a club like Parramatta, a huge club in, in the competition, um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot is reported on around their club and, mm. their, and their player players and, and their sort of their performances on the weekend, and also his position in that footy side, like mm. be, being being the half, being the man that they look to to you know, you know produce you know good performances every week. It can become a distraction if you're not if you're not strong enough as a as individually, you mm. know, to to put it aside and go out and play, and as a group too. Like you re, you really need to be a strong group to move through, you know, distractions outside of your control, because that's ultimately, that's what it's all about. You control the things you can control. You can't control what people write about you, what people say about you. And, and they're going to say some, some things that are positive and some things that are negative at times. Yeah. But what you got to control is the things you, you can control and just move forward with that. Now mm. that's the question. Can Mitch Moses do that? And, and can the Parramatta Eels do that until a decision's made? Yeah, it's a really interesting time for the Eels because this is their next four games. Sharkies, Sea Eagles, Panthers, Roosters. Yeah, it's it's the toughest run out of any club oh, in the next mate. month. And so you, you already know that the, the narrative, if they lose another couple of games, the narrative will be this is a distraction. Yeah, well, fingers will start getting pointed. Pointed at, um, at Mitch, yeah. And so I, I personally, I hope he gets it done. I, I was thinking, I think I tipped last week, I thought there was going to be an announcement before the game. Yeah, round you one. did say that. Wrong. I mean, it's the first time in my life, Smithy. Feels weird. <laughs> feels really weird, bro. Holy! First time you got it wrong. Mate, got it wrong. It's bizarre. It's a strange feeling. I have to. Oh. I'd hate to say I'm not going to get used to it though. No, I'll never be wrong again. <laughs> um, mate, we have got some text here. Uh, and oh yeah, just quickly back on Mitch Moses. Like this whole greedy narrative. Like you know, obviously fans, you can do the community can do, think what they want, but. Yep. Don't buy into this greedy narrative. There's no. This this bloke's not a greedy bloke. We don't know what the figures are, and he's just trying to do what's best for himself. He's yeah. a he is a commodity that's yeah. trying to get paid for his work. And 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 we said this a thousand times, and I'll say it again. If someone's willing to pay it to you, that's what you're worth. What what? Yeah. What's wrong with taking it? Yeah. <laughs> and if you and if you're a little bit upset with those figures, well. Go speak to the clubs, yeah. not the player. Yeah, the player was. Oh no, nah, sorry, mate. I'm not worth that. I'll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I'm worth a bit less than that. Anyway, come on. Uh, now I've got some text here. Hey guys, what did you think of the Wade Graham hit? Illegal these days, but did that not look spectacular a few years ago? That would be on every NRL commercial. Cheers, Matt. Uh yes, it would. I, I agree with you. It'd mm. be on every commercial, every promo. Um, if you if you watch those ads closely, there still are some big yes. hits that are not not quite. Legal yes. in today's game. Yes. Um, so we do still use them. Um, <laughs> but no, look, you know, we're just talking about HIAs and all that sort of stuff. And the modern game, as it, it does look spectacular, it, it you know, it's it's what separates our game from others, but it's illegal. Mm. It's just, you can't do that now. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people go, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's just, it's where you're at. Like there's rules in place now to protect ball carriers in particular. Mm. Um, you just can't get away with it. You've got to be so cautious and careful on your tackle selection and the way you go in and, mm. and, and, and attack a ball carrier as a defender. Yeah, it's one of those situations where oh, I personally, it's unfortunate that we're not going to see those big hits as much, but mm. it's just too much of a risk on your team. You just yeah. you just can't really afford to – like it is great if you get the boys up, like Kafusi, yes. he risked it. He nailed it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you know, now he's going to spend four weeks on the sideline. Long time. You know, it's a long, long time. But yep. you're right, uh, Matt. It, it would be on the highlight reel forever uh, yes. back in the day. 
Um, but I think it's understandable why the, the tackle's not. We're trying to look out for the players, yep. you know, well-being long-term. Yep. Uh, now, hey, boys, never too early for some origin talk. Did you see Turbo playing this year if he's fit? Is it risky playing that high-intensity footy when you're coming back from a serious injury with high, higher reoccurrence? Cheers, boys. Up the mighty Maroons. Oh, if he's fit, he will have a Blues jersey. Oh, oh, I think that's the short and... Shortest ever. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. If he's fit, he will be pulling on a sky blue jersey come game one. Mm. And and it's, you know what, it's great for the Origin Arena because he is amazing in Origin. Yeah. I will say, it, I actually, it sounds a bit strange, but I actually liked that he pulled up a little bit. And I know that sounds weird. Uh, I was just about to say the same thing. There was a couple of times where he got the ball. It looked like he was going to just pin it. Yeah. But, but he sort of, he half went, oh, no, nah, I might ease up here. And he, and he got... Caught from behind, yeah. like a couple of defenders were chasing him down. Mm. Where in, you know, you sort of think three, four years ago, Boom. gone. Gonskis, you're not you catching know? him. Um, so maybe, yeah, he's maybe just thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to ease myself back into this. We're in a, we're in a commanding position at the moment. Mm. I don't need to overextend. Mm. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I actually, when I, as soon as it happened, I stood up and I went, wow. Yeah. Is he, you know, and you sort of start thinking, is he 100% or is he looking after himself? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really interesting because even though he was playing within himself, he still had massive impact on the game. Oh, huge influence. So just, when, just being there. Oh, far out. Just being there. And so you look at it and you go, you know, maybe we're going to see a new turbo that he may not be as electrifying high speed as a couple of years ago, mm. but he's still going to – it's kind of like um, a little bit when Darren Lockyer lost a, a, a bit of pace and yep. he moved to six. Yep. You know, back in the day when he was playing fullback, his speed just with that sweet play was just incredible. Yep. And then he just pulled things back a bit. Yep. Uh, and I, I wonder where Tommy is going to be. You know, he's going to focus more on the hit-ups and, and the ball playing. Anyway, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got, uh, I mean, I mean, have we got another Holy Schnitz moment? I think we do. Holy Schnitz. Oh, how good. That is fantastic <laughs> to hear. So after the break, we've got our holy schnitz moment. We've got a preview of the round. We've got text to get to, so make sure to stay tuned.